The next two episodes um, are in celebration, actually, even though I may sound uh, mournful um, and sad, partly because it's still, even after all these months, it's still kind of difficult to process, but uh, I will be celebrating um, the life of Elliot Ashton, a friend of mine, um, I've known him for only a few years, only a short few years. Um, but uh, in that short period of time, he made uh, quite a massive impact uh, on me, on everybody that he's ever met. Elliot was a visual artist, he was a filmmaker, um, and we met through our mutual love of Star Wars, uh, through a mutual friend, actually. And... Um, yeah, we hit it off, and we'd meet up every so often, um, share messages online and stuff, and we'd chat about whatever nonsense, actually. Very little to do with... No, actually, was it mostly Star Wars stuff? I don't know, I need to revisit the thread, but... Yeah, anyway, so um, I decided, uh, upon hearing of his passing last September, uh, September 2018... Um, I decided that I wanted to do something in tribute to him, and thankfully, uh, he touched so many lives anyway over the years, um, that uh, when I put a call out on, I think, on, on Facebook, uh, to see if any of his uh, friends would like to join me in just talking about him and talking about his work uh, in particular his short film attack of the aliens for which there is a link uh in this uh episode uh you know in the details bit the stuff the blurb um the do check it out um we're actually in this first episode we do a little sort of i say a commentary track we kind of just talk about the film and its process I connected with um, a couple of his friends and um, they were involved in the film and we, yeah, talk about Elliot. He, he his background, like I said, visual arts, um, he was a wonderful, uh, wonderful artist. You, I talk about some of the stuff that he's done and where you can find him and, you know, some key points in his in his artistic career, um, he founded Creative Block. He launched uh, the Star Wars show, uh, Star Wars exhibition. By show, I mean exhibition. Um, and yeah, we we talk about that stuff. But uh, yeah, so the next two episodes, anyway, um, are about earlier. Uh, part one, I speak to his old friend Ben McLeod, who's a an actor, voice actor, and uh, and yeah, you'll get to hear all about his involvement and his um, uh, his involvement in the film Attack of the Aliens and and his relationship with Elliot and uh, and then in part two, which uh, you can listen to next week, um, I talked to another friend of his, uh, Catherine Taylor, about her involvement in the film and her relationship with uh, with Elliot. I'm hoping for a part three. Uh, I'm waiting. Um, so, yeah, hopefully there'll be a part three. If not, it'll be a two-parter. But either way, uh, yeah, 
This one's for, uh, I guess these are for you, Elliot. Cut the Crest presents The Screening Room I'm uh, in the screening room today with Ben McLeod. Ben, welcome. Hello. You all right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, so Ben, um, Ben, please actually just tell us about yourself, please. Well, uh, I was an actor. Um, was. A few years ago. Well, I was, yeah. <laughs> uh, was uh, from quite a young age. I was a child actor uh, up until I was about 25. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I worked up a bit of my adulthood as well. Okay. Um, and I used to do a lot of voice work, so I did voice work for computer games, okay. uh, animations, adverts, so voiceover stuff. So, because oh, wow. I had quite a distinct Scottish accent, and I also had the ability to change my accent quite easily. Okay. So I used to get hired because I could ch- change my voice. <laughs> so, um, I um, we used to make my own stuff as well alongside. Yeah. Okay. Just when I wasn't doing enough work, I okay. had to keep myself busy. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I would shovel money in and beg, borrow, and steal to try and <laughs> <laughs> get things made. Yeah. And um, I met Elliot. Okay. Who we were, were talking about? Yeah. Uh, about goodness, it must. It must have been about over 10 years ago now, so okay. maybe been about, yeah, I would say probably about 2003 or four. I met Elliot. Wow, okay. Yeah. Wow, that's, that's, been, yeah, that's been a long yeah, 15 time. 15 years. Yeah. Bloody hell. Right, so I, I've only known... So Elliot, um, for those wondering, we're talking about Elliot Ashton, um, who's a mutual friend of ours. He was a massive Star Wars fan, but uh, he was a filmmaker. Uh, and unfortunately, I use uh, past tense because um, we sadly lost him uh, quite recently, um, towards the end of last year. And uh, but he, so well, I mean, th- th- in this episode, I guess is it is, it's to celebrate his work as much as I'm here to talk to Ben. Um, really, what we're doing is we're talking about Elliot uh, and celebrating one of his films that Ben worked on. And, uh, yeah, so we're just going to sort of, yeah, we're just going to chat. Um, yeah. 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 Cause uh, yeah, he, he was, a he was a wonderful guy and, uh, complete character. I mean, I only knew him, I only knew him for a few years, to be honest. I met him through a mutual friend, um, uh, when I exhibited at his, um, Star Wars exhibitions, um, the it was the. I think it was the second or third show that he did, the one where he unveiled the Stuart Freeborn plaque. I mean, the guy, you can read about all of his antics, uh, antics, it's not really the right term, but you can read about uh, his endeavors uh, online because there was a bit of media coverage and stuff. So he basically lobbied and campaigned to get a plaque, a blue plaque uh, added to Stuart Freeborn's house in his hometown of Leighton, which is also Elliot's. Uh, town hometown and uh, and he was super successful and he used to host these amazing little exhibitions of just like star wars art so if you're 
if you're just a fan of art in general, I, I strongly suggest you check it out. Star Wars, um, he, he's on, it's on Instagram, it's online, it's all over the place. But uh, yes, yeah, so I've only known him for a few years, but you have known him for an age, Ben. Yeah. Tell us I, about I mean, it. I kind of lost touch uh, probably after about 2011, 2012. Yeah. Um, but that's because I, I'd moved, I think I'd moved out of the industry. Right. Into something else for a bit. Okay. Um, but Elliot had always like we'd always talked about sci-fi together. I think that was yeah um, a little bit of a bonding point. Uh, obviously, yeah, with the Star Wars stuff, but Elliot had quite a good knowledge of a lot of sci-fi. I mean, Douglas Adams. Um, you could talk to him about Terry Pratchett stuff. He, wow, he, yeah. He was quite, he was quite aware of you know fantasy sci-fi kind of geeky stuff yeah yeah <laughs> uh, totally super knowledgeable i mean he was super yeah. knowledgeable i felt positively stupid around him i'd be like oh yeah yeah i know that stuff i'm, I'm a fan and then uh, and he started talking about uh... i know we, i definitely I, I, I i'm one of these comic book nerds so yeah. i mean i'm not not necessarily a comic book nerd but i'm definitely a nerd so yeah i've got one of these stupid encyclopedic knowledges of things <laughs> so elliot was very like that so right. you could have a you could talk for hours about yeah. nerdy stuff and th and thank the heavens that somebody knows what you're on about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so it was good. It was good to hang about with him. And obviously, I knew he was making an he was making a lot of animation. He, he had a, a brainchild. I can't remember the name of it now. Um, it was about an elephant, and that was his first. That was more of a childlike one. Yeah. And that was his first animation. He was trying to push, and I, I know for years he tried to get that off the ground, but. Yeah. Um, I'd always been interested in doing something with him and speaking with him. He, I said, well, I, I don't want to back your kind of your current idea. I'd rather yeah. like do something fresh with you, see what yeah, we can yeah. do. Yeah, proper collaboration. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, you know, I'm I'm not the best of uh, <laughs> I'm not the best of writers in the world. Obviously, <laughs> I I didn't have the animation technique either. Right. So uh, back then, most certainly not. Yeah. Right. Uh, I mean, nowadays you can just uh, download a load of assets and drag and drop things and make right. things animate so much easier than you could yeah. say. I mean, even 10 years ago, 10. So right. we got involved, I think the animation, I must have been about 20, 21 when okay. I started to think about it. Um, so we did, we put a bit of money towards doing something developing the idea and he came with two ideas to me to kind of flesh out yeah the first was called woolly okay and woolly was an animation about a miniature woolly mammoth right and it was how to explain it <laughs> basically this mammoth uh could hear its owner on the other side of the door doing something like with drills and banging right. and it doesn't know and it sees a lot of vans turning up delivering things yeah. and it gets more and more anxious throughout the animation and eventually the sort of it opens up and in the room the owner has built like a little miniature 
Mammoth Park for it with other mammoths and right. as, a, as a birthday present. Okay. So, but in your head, you can imagine it's quite it's quite a Pixar kind of yeah 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 uh, illumination style animation. So yeah. it was it was good. Um, but he had another idea which I think ah. It definitely resonated a wee bit more okay. with both of us because it was sci-fi and right. it was Attack of the Aliens, right. and that was the one that we ended up making. Um, but I don't know if you want, <laughs> you want to show this first or oh, well, it. Um, yeah, I mean, Attack of the Aliens is what we'll be watching. Um, so the way it works, sorry, Ben, I probably in case you're not aware. So I will. I'll count this in, so it's almost like an audio commentary. Now, okay. I have a link to the film, uh, which you guys can find either on the the Facebook page or uh, you know it, it'll be in the iTunes thing or on the Podbean site, etc. So um, I'll line the film up and time the guys in, and we will watch the film together. And uh, yeah, we can chat about it. It's almost like it's essentially like a commentary track as we're going along. Um, so yeah, Attack of the Aliens will be the film that we're watching today, and you've probably guessed just from the from the title alone that it's got a real uh, Star Warsy sort of um, uh, feel and sound about it. I mean, straight away I thought of like Episode Two, Attack of the Clones. It's got that fifties kind of B movie uh, B movie thing about it. But yeah. um, okay, so should, well, shall we line the film up? And, yeah, sure. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, guys, uh, it's it should be a direct link uh, to Vimeo. Uh, it's free to watch. It's um it's a six minute film, and well, six minutes two seconds. So if you've got it lined up, three, two, and when I say one, uh, well, when I say play, we hit play. So three, two, one, play. I'll turn this uh, volume down a bit on my side. You saw Elliot's uh, credit there um, as director, but then we just saw your uh, your credit. Yeah. Now, t- uh, you were saying before, so you, like, I remember when, a- uh, when Elliot showed me this, at, it was actually at that Star Wars um, exhibit, he screened this for everybody. And uh, and he was very very proud at the end to tell me that was one person that did all of the voices. Yeah. And who is that person, Ben? Yeah, that's me. <laughs> I did all them voices. Uh, <laughs> so uh, that was fun. That yeah. was like uh, that was a good way to flex my acting muscles. Yeah. Um, yeah. Incredible. So I think I think because it's a it's a crew of a starship. Yeah. Yeah, the day. I took a little bit of influence from Star Trek and try to make, give you yourself, you know, mm. you're quite stern English character. Yeah. You're very, you know, um, uh, Russian, you had a Russian character. Right. You're just, just kind of like <laughs> outlandish. Yeah, yeah. But I've, I made that a woman and then, well, obviously the animation was a woman, but I chose yeah. to do that one. Yeah. Um, we, me and Elliot kind of like thought of doing the engineer or the driver. Yeah. Scots guy, obviously, so okay. kind of Scottish. Yeah, yeah. That one makes it a bit easier for me. Yeah. Um, and then a younger character as well, a boy, um, which at the time I was going out with a, a Brummy girl. So yeah. I did a Brummy accent. Oh, my God. She must like, have loved she, that. 
Oh, she had the most annoying voice. <laughs> uh, <laughs> she has such an annoying voice. Oh, my goodness. Uh, I, I, she was lovely, but, oh, God. Uh, <laughs> she had a voice that pierced through you. So oh, I, wow. Kinda, I definitely got the influence from there. Um, and then, obviously, like a standard narrator voice, mm. which is kind of like Attenborough. Yeah, like yeah. That. So you did the narrator as well, yeah? You yeah, literally every single... I just did out of a voice, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Uh, That's just, incredible. Yeah, I wanted to do that. So, but there's like something. Uh, there's a little bit of jiggery pokery magic done as well. Yeah. Um, you can add a little bit of uh, adding a little bit of reverb and pitch correction. Yeah. To certain voices, gives them a little bit of a different tone. Yeah. So they're just little ma- magic tricks. Like obviously, to give a bit of difference in pitch. Yeah. To to the characters, if I did that, if I pushed my voice to that. It's, it's sort of like in South Park. Those hmm. guys have to use pitch correction to make themselves sound like kids. They don't, yeah, yeah, they yeah. don't just force the voice to do that for hours. Yeah, and hours yeah. It was the voices. Yeah. But there was, it's interesting, uh, uh, from the 80s, um, I think her name was Susan Blue. She was an American voiceover artist, and she used to um, do a lot of the cartoons, all the, you know, like Transformers and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I'm sure I remember she. I suppose it's easier maybe for a female voice to get down to that kid level, right? It's like Bart, Bart Simpson. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's that's voiced by a female. You know, you you just get. I find when 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 you hear English women do like young yeah. voices, they've always got the same kind of Jay Wiz. I've yeah. got fizzy pop voice. And it's <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Oh, I've never met a boy that sounds like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And um, I think. But Bart Simpson is great, but still, yeah. it definitely doesn't sound like a wee boy. It sounds no. like a, a woman doing a boy's voice. A boy's voice, voice. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I think it's weird with voice acting. So mm. I think the only ones that has ever got kids right is South Park, really. Yeah, They're yeah, the ones yeah. that have always hit it on the nail on the head with me. Because yeah. I think well, that came out when I was like a kid. So yeah, when yeah, I was yeah, watching right. it, I identified with the show quite a <laughs> I just started swearing, so it was, it was very good. It was, it was right on the money as far as I was concerned. Oh my uh, so I think a lot of that, my main inspiration for a lot of my yeah. voices is um, Robin Williams. Um, right. Uh, when I was a kid, he was the reason I wanted to go into acting. I think oh, wow. hearing him do Aladdin, yeah. and I was very aware that it was an actor doing voices, even at a young age. Um, and I liked to impersonate that kind of style of being able to manipulate your voice. Then I think in later years, people like Seth MacFarlane, yeah, uh, who does Family Guy, he he's really good. Yeah, he's he can he can manipulate his voice easy enough. Obviously, it sounds a lot like him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, if you listen real carefully, you can. Yeah. I mean, we just got the sorry, just got the big revelation. I love the revelation in this film that they're actually just tiny they're miniature right the oh. the aliens and the ship and everything when it yeah. pulls out and they're actually just in a garden and this giant snail walks on jeez yeah. look at that ben mcleod ben mcleod ben mcleod yeah <laughs> I, I suppose um seth mcfarlane actually the the way he controls his voice is incredible it's something uh yeah yeah, yeah it is quite there's a massive crew actually isn't there there's a lot of people i mean i know half of them are you but uh the other half in this film um well, there was a guys. lot of, we had to have a lot of animators on it. I mean, yeah. Elliot on his own, this is what, I mean, be honest, like, Elliot put so much work in in the beginning. We also had Gaia, and yeah. Gaia was a huge part of it. Right. Um, to leave Gaia out of the, uh, the conversation about Attack of the Aliens is yeah. the pro, because right. she was really important. And also Damien, 
Gaia's uh, partner. Yeah. Um, he did a lot of the Foley work. Okay. Um, he put a lot of the sound in it and then helped Guy out. Who, Guy, so Elliot did a lot of the uh, the bass work. So he yeah. did all the animatics. He did the writing. He directed how the scenes would go. Yeah. And Elliot came in. Uh, sorry, sorry. And Guy came in. Yeah. And helped with all the texturing, the lighting. And right. we also did another smaller team. Yeah. We also were looking at God. We had to. Because we, we didn't have like a wealth of money to like just burn mm. at it, so it took us a long time to make it. Uh, yeah, it took yeah. us over a couple of years. Wow. Because uh, we had to fit this in with the little money we had to mm. kind of make it work over that time. Um, so uh, we had to build, we had to come up with ideas to do like the rendering, for instance. Yeah. So the rendering was going to take us, like, it was going to cost fortune to use a render farm. We were talking about maybe we could get one for a bit free AR and stuff like that, but we actually worked out cheaper. We was to download, well, to buy a load of computers, yeah, and do, make a render farm ourselves. So, so what? Sorry, built. so excuse my <laughs> ignorance. What's a render farm? Right. So basically, once you've finished your animation, right? Yeah. You've added, you've added lighting. You've added yeah. texturing. You've added all the stages. You've put all those layers together. Yeah. But it doesn't just press play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The computer has to process all those effects together and render it. Yeah. So it, it works in any form of editing, so in film editing, yeah, yeah. In, in, in audio editing as well. It still has to bounce it, or and it's sorry, bounce. Bounce yeah. is a similar thing as to rendering. So okay. you're basically compressing, putting, applying all the effects to the track or yeah. the video or the audio. Yeah. And then turning that into a final product. Yeah. That's viewable. Yeah. So you can sort of, up until then, it's just an edited sort of layered kind of like, mm. you know, it's, it's something that you fill around with. Yeah. So you have to build. So for an animation, it's so there's, there's thousands of frames. Yeah. yeah so that yeah. has, a frame will take it X amount of time, depending on, and bear in mind, we're talking about 2009 processing speeds. Yeah. yeah. So the computers we had were like maximum of about four gigabyte RAMs. Right. So we yeah, had to yeah. go like to, I mean, at the time, you know, just like computers weren't there, we were still running XP. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god! As long as it wasn't Vista, I guess. Oh no! No, <laughs> no I, I, Vista. I swear, Vista was out there, and everyone was like, "It's terrible." Don't you? Yeah, use it? yeah. That exactly. put everyone off. That was the, that was when everyone got put off Windows. Yeah. Max. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, so we. We built this render farm, which is basically a lot of computers that are yeah. able to process all the 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 final yeah. uh, the final edited animation yeah. and turn it into a little film. So that took like a few days to do. Bloody hell, a few days, and we're talking a six-minute film. Yeah. So you can imagine if you're dealing yeah, you with a like feature. Toy Story and stuff. You yeah, know, yeah. Like, That's why it takes them so long to make these things because they're rendering half the time, huh? Jesus Christ, that is that is incredible. Okay, so um, gosh, so it took a couple of years to make. Yeah, yeah, it was it was it was really annoying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I bet. And what? Well, and you guys were all working basically for free in your spare time, yeah, as you yeah. kind of do. Well, we we had money to support it, but it just yeah. wasn't. I mean, you still had to. It wasn't. It wasn't a full income. Yeah, yeah. Job. yeah. Yeah, time, yeah. you know, it was it was a supplement. It was a passive income kind of point. Yeah, yeah. So, um, we had to do the best what we can, and yeah. I think 
it became quite full time definitely towards the end. Yeah. And you know, we just had to Elliot had to we had to go to go Elliot. Elliot kind of went to like a sort of Terry Gilliam moment, yeah. you know, where he'd done so much, he'd just yeah. kind of gone mad from it. So we had to take a lot of the pressure off. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> and sort of god. like get other, like loads more people involved to help out yeah. get finished. <laughs> So yeah, it got finished in the end. It just yeah. took so long. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I I just sort of remember because um, this is a, a learning curve for me as well. Because obviously, yeah. as I said, big borders still to get money. I had to get like yeah. a bit of investment with, from family members. Right. So family members are like, "When's it getting done? When's it finished? Where's yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Where's Where's my fruition of uh, yeah, yeah. of the money I've invested?" And I was like, "Ah." Oh. So, <laughs> It was hard work, um, but we got we got it done in the end, and yeah. it was really good. I think, in hindsight, it yeah. was it was quite I think a learning curve to how the process should should really work in in making something, and yeah. like uh, how much you actually do need so many people involved. Yeah, it uh, can't. I take my hat off to people like you know. David Firth, who makes like, salad yeah. fingers online, you know, that fat pie stuff. And his animations are so intricate. And he makes it all himself. Yeah, yeah. And you, the, the amount of time and effort it takes to do yeah. a small task, I can tell you that even when you're doing anything in music, film yeah. editing, which I, I do both now, they just take hours to do simple stuff. Because yeah, you, yeah. you have to go in and fiddle it. And even with modern modern hardware and modern yeah. uh, software that you're using it yeah. still makes it, it still makes it quite hard yeah. but um Elliot, i still I, for the work he did on it it was amazing yeah because between him and guy they really brought it to life yeah. they brought they had a, a vision in their head of what they should look like yeah they, they would be like frog like sort of amphibian like skin yeah um with the protrusion bones and yeah. seeing it, the seeing it happen from when we had the first character designs, yeah, all the way to the end when we played it in New York at a film festival there. Yeah, I was and, gonna say, and you guys won, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I think, <laughs> uh, yeah, it was. Yeah, we were pretty much sure in the 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 animation. We were we'd done something. Yeah. Um, quite high tech. Yeah. Comparatively to a lot of uh, film animations, short film animations that were coming out at that time. Yeah. So. And it holds up as well. I mean, uh, yeah, it still looks, it still looks good. And you yeah. get all the, you know, you get all the references like the the star, the Star Trek stuff, and and like the, sh the shape of the ship is very much like a star destroyer, and and you oh. get all of that. And it, yeah, it's just like a. It's a fun, geeky kind of little story that, at the end of it, at, at the heart of it, well, it's got heart basically, which is, um, yeah, which is what makes makes it. I think. Well, the, the Elliot came with the sort of I forgot about this because it happens like fifteen years ago. You yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You get flashes of memories about things that yeah like, um, happen about it. So I remember like. When he came with the idea that mm. it was uh, inspired by uh, a point of Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, when Arthur, okay. when Arthur is it Arthur Dent? Is it? I swear, it's Israel Wallace. I've never he, read the book. Sorry. <laughs> he says he says something, and basically, 
it, at that point, a wormhole opens and it travels through to the other type, part of the, another part of the universe. Yeah. Where a race of aliens hear what he says and take it as an act of war. Oh yeah, yeah, and yeah. Then, and then travel through the wormhole to get to Earth. Yeah. And then when they arrive here, their the entire fleet is swallowed by a dog. Because right. It's, uh, okay. Because they're so tiny. So that the whole concept of the kind of thing I was like, yeah, what happens if you did get invaded by an alien fleet? Yeah, yeah. And then worse off is like to a T, there's an advert on the television at the moment. Yeah. It's ripped off the ad like the Attack of the Aliens film. You're kidding me. No, to a T it's ripped it off. It's horrible. It's oh like my I, God. Yeah, I was sitting there at Christmas time and it came on the telly and I went, wait a second. That's way too close. Way oh, too geez. close. Well, you got to tell me. Uh, you got to tell me what that is. Uh, we can do it off air. But yeah, uh, yeah I, I feel a lawsuit coming on. Maybe. Well, <laughs> got, I've got time and effort to go to court. Yeah, oh my goodness! I never a suit. I'm a voice actor. I'm not, I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I have yeah. to turn up there, like, you know. No, I'm not. I'm not. Oh, no. Not a lawyer, unfortunately. So I don't know how I'd approach that. But I'm uh, sure that the part the Someone else who invested with. Yeah. Uh, he likes he likes fighting. Okay. These people, so I think he might go up for it. You know? Yeah, good, good for him. <laughs> he should, and he should. Um, even though they say you know uh, imitation or whatever plagiarism, plagiarism. Well, I mean, like no, flattery, like, but yeah, ours is like a, there's you've got ours is a sci-fi parody kind of yeah. thing as well as it being serious in itself, which. Yeah. I which we were kind of ahead of the curve, really. I mean, yeah. no, I don't know. Because you've got the Orville, which is out at the moment. That's yeah, quite yeah. that's quite sci-fi parody. Yeah. Rick and Morty was sci-fi parody. It's yeah. sci-fi parody. Uh, but even Red Dwarf, which just yeah. came out in the 80s. Yeah, yeah. That's very, so I, I think there's a lot of that. The British sci-fi has to be a certain ilk. It has to take mm. the piss out of itself. And yeah, I think, yeah. I think that's what me and Elliot really knew about the, the that's that fifties B feeling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, is was really important. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I I quite enjoyed doing it. It it, it was fun. It was hard work, but it was fun. Yeah. And then I've been taking it around all the festivals. It got played. I think it got played in about ten, fifteen festivals around the world. Oh wow! Incredible. And it did. It did, it did quite well, a lot of them. I mean, it always got shortlisted, but we won that one in New York. So yeah. that was... And luckily, we were there as well, so that was... Oh, really? When you say luckily, what, did you go out for it? Yeah, I yeah. went... I was deci- I decided I'm going to go out and... Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> spend a load of money on a holiday out there and yeah, yeah. go out for three or four days and go and see what it was like. And, uh, yeah, it was good. I got to win. I got to go up on stage. That's so, amazing. Um, yeah. So... I think it was a good experience. Uh, yeah. um, working with Elliot was brilliant. He was yeah. he was just one of those guys that had a had a real talent and a yeah. real skill for yeah. making things and seeing yeah. the world in a different way. Yeah, it's a shame. It's a shame he's gone. He's, he's too yeah. young. Yeah, he's way too young. Um, he was he yeah uh, he was he was multi talented as a lot of uh, creatives tend to be, but. Um, his visual artwork was uh, was beautiful. Um, 
and yeah, obviously his filmmaking skills were were fantastic. And one of the highlights of some of our conversations was uh, around the time Force Awakens came out, and um, he was, uh, I think you must have seen a picture of uh, my wife and I at the rap party or something. He goes, I'll be a lamb and uh, give Daisy my number. And I was like, I've never heard that expression before. Be a lamb. And he had to <laughs> bloody explain the whole thing to me. And it kind of <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so stupid. And he was like, oh, it's okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm listening to it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Ben, look, I really appreciate you taking uh, time out of your busy schedule to talk to me today and, and talk about the film and, and Elliot. Um, it's a wonderful little piece. Uh, and I'll be, well, I have been sharing it, uh, and I'll continue to share the shit out of it, um, well, for as long as I can, really, because uh, it deserves to be seen. Okay. Ben, thank you so much, mate. Cheers. See you again. <laughs>